Hi, my name is Katie Blummer, and my passion is helping women learn how to put themselves first. I learned all the tools for success on my own 12-year journey that has led me to finally figuring out how to live my best life. My journey included overcoming body image issues and yo-yo dieting, climbing the corporate ladder to a multiple six-figure career, navigating mom guilt through a 60-hour work week, turning around marriage issues, and much more. Now I'm truly living my best life, and I've pretty much become obsessed with teaching others my tried and true methods for creating balance, maintaining healthy habits, improving your relationship, career development, and how to stop tying your value and worth to the way you look and how you serve others. I'm so passionate about helping others learn this that I created the Working Mom Happiness Method to help you get there too. So if you're ready to learn how to live your best life, pull up a chair or put on your walking shoes and get ready to dive in. This is the Working Mom Happiness Method podcast. Welcome to the Working Mom Happiness Method podcast. This is Katie Blummer. I am so excited today to have a special guest, Caitlin Niles. Yay, welcome. Hi, thanks, thanks for, for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. I'm so excited to have you here. So Caitlin took the Working Mom Happiness Method, the full program. And so I'm excited to have you here to share your experience with that and how it has helped you. And Caitlin is a rock star in so many <laughs> ways. Like I've been so excited ever since I met you uh, in many, many ways because I'm so inspired by all the things that you are doing. We, You and I have talked about, um, can we do it all, right? We've had that conversation, can we really do it all? And I think, yes, we can, absolutely, 100%. We just have to choose in what quantities we do each thing, and we have to be really serious about our priorities. And I think you model that beautifully. And I know a lot of times you think you don't. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> and, like all. <laughs> and I know that's what you talk about. Caitlin has a really large Instagram. She's so good at it. I love following her. Follow her on Instagram. She's It's honestly.caitlin, right? Yep. And if you even just search like at honestly. K, you'll find her because she's yeah. like she has a pretty big account and she'll pop up, but she keeps it real with all the challenges of motherhood. So let's see. I want you to introduce yourself because I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I would love for you to share with the listeners all the things that you you do. Cause I know like you have a, a big corporate job, you have your own business, you are a mom, you have your Instagram account, like you're doing a lot of things. So, yeah. so just tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself before we jump in. Yeah. To questions. Well, first, just thanks for having me on the podcast. So I'm a big fan. Um, I've known Katie for, gosh, I don't know. Well, we met through Instagram and it was during the pandemic yep. that we met. She somehow connected with me and like I was working at home with my baby at the time because this was in 2020, 2021, early 2021. And I was just like a burned out mom trying to work my corporate job and care for this little baby. Um, I have an older daughter as well, but she was in daycare at the time. And I was just surviving it. I was just trying to get through it. And like I started, that's when I started sharing a lot of my journey online um, was just like the real and raw motherhood. And I was just really burned out. So I remember you like reached out to me and you were just like, I just want, like, I wish I could just like come down and like watch your kids and like give you a break. And like, I was like, that just like meant so much to me. I'm like, I don't know this woman, but like I can tell she's genuine. And so anyway, a little bit about me. 
So my name is Caitlin. I am a single mom of two girls. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And I work a corporate job. I work full time. And then in addition to that, I do content creation. So um, I post on Instagram, TikTok, and sometimes YouTube. I just launched my own podcast just this last week. That Woo. yep, <laughs> you know, I'm so excited. And it's called I Didn't Sign Up for This. I'm sure that we'll put that in the show notes as well. So definitely come give us a follow over there. Yep. I'm launching my own products here in the next few months um, that I've been working really hard on. I designed a planner. I I also designed a lounge set that is for moms in any stage of life and motherhood that you're in. It is a set. I'm so excited to launch it because it's something that you can wear lounging around the house. You can wear it to work, dress it up, wear it to the the office. It's versatile. So I'm really excited to launch that. I'm trying to think what else. I live in Utah, suburb of Salt Lake City, Utah. I, think that's I don't perfect. know anything else. No, I, <laughs> I think, think that's perfect. I, I really, the reason I wanted you to go into detail is that you have sort of like three big things going on in your career. You have yeah. your Instagram, your corporate job, and these products that you're creating. It's super exciting. And you have little kids. You have a six-year-old yeah. and a three-year-old, <laughs> and you're single. You're a single mom. You're doing yeah. that. You have an awesome co-parent, I know. Yes. But, you know, they're with you for seven to 10 days straight, You're mm-hmm. you know, and then you, you trade off, I yeah. know. And so when they're with you, it's just you, and you're doing yep all the things. And I think that's really important because if you can create your version of balance, right, it's never true balance where the scales are right. exactly even, but you create your your version and your best life with all those things going on. I think that's really inspiring. I think that sort of means that anyone can do it. It's not easy yeah, and it's not perfect. It's messy, but I think anyone can do it. So thank you for sharing all that. I'm so excited. And I know if you like listening to this podcast, you're going to love Caitlin's <laughs> podcast, probably even more because she's so good. She's so good at keeping it real. And I just think that's so important. That's why I instantly knew that we were going to be friends when I started seeing your Instagram because I struggle. I think there are some moms out there who who are afraid to talk about the hard parts of parenting. And I get it. I get it because they're afraid of judgment, right? Everybody has hard parts of parenting. Like no matter how much you love being a mom doesn't mean you love being a mom. It's just hard. And I think we need to hear the realness of that, of the hard parts. And you are so great at sharing that. So thank you for keeping it real. So I think everybody will love that. And your planner... I'm so excited to get your planner. I can't wait to buy it. And and of course the lounge set. Like I can't I can't yeah. wait to buy both. As soon as they're out, I'm gonna be like first on the list. And I'm not even a paper planner person. Like I'm somebody who does my my calendar electronically. Yeah. I just know this one's gonna be amazing. You've taught you told me all about what's in it. And so I'm really excited for that. So we'll put all that on the show notes, how to get um to follow you so people know when those things come out and they can okay. check them out. So that's yeah. awesome. Okay. Amazing. So I would love for you to start out by telling us a little bit about sort of that time when, because I know there was a time when we kind of met on Instagram, not even really officially, but we had messaged a couple of times and then some time went by. And then I think that you had reached out to me asking about my program because you had seen me talking about the working mom happiness method in the program. And so I would love to hear kind of where you are at and what were some of your pain points a little bit more specifically that were leading you to reach out and be like, okay, I need help. I need to work on this. I need some, I guess, I don't know, there was some breaking point you got to where you were like, okay, something has to give. So tell me about like what was going on there and what kind of led you to that point? Well, I think that, yeah, so that's a good question. So I think 
a lot of it was just like burnout, just mm-hmm. burnout, just doing all the mom things, feeling guilty, feeling, I really felt like I wasn't performing the way that I wanted to perform in my corporate job. Um, and I wasn't performing the way that I wanted to, when it came to being a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, like my kids were like one and four, uh, you know, so even little smaller than they are now. And it was just like a constant, like a battle within myself, I feel like where I just felt guilt. I felt shame. I didn't feel like I was performing or showing up the way that I wanted to. I didn't feel like I was had increased in anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I actually was diagnosed with postpartum anxiety when my first after my first daughter was born. It was always there, but like kind of went away. And then it kind of spiked up again as well. And I just feel like I was like at a point where I'm like, I got to do something different yeah. because just trying to power through it is just not working. Yeah, that makes yeah. complete sense. And I can remember, I think it was one of our very first sessions together going over your schedule. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can remember like we broke <laughs> it down, right? Like, we we were like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, because a part of, I think what you wanted help with was just like, how do I fit all the things in? Because we did talk about you, you want to do it all. You did, you've yeah. always wanted to do it all, which I, like I was saying, I love and support but we started breaking down your schedule and i just remember thinking you can't live this way yeah <laughs> like it was just that simple yeah. it was i mean it's not simple when you're in it i don't mean that i mean it, but it was just as simple as when we when we laid out your schedule it's like well you're not like every single hour from the time your eyes open to the time you go to sleep is you were pretty good at bedtimes, which is good. A lot of a lot of women are, but you yeah. started out. You were I really pretty good at like, sleep. yeah, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you were you were doing great at like the, the bedtime because you always got up early. But it was yeah. like every single moment of that day yeah. was doing something for someone else. It, yeah, yeah, it was. Well, and that's the other thing I was going to say is that like I feel like, and maybe I'm like jumping ahead here. Oh, that's but, like, fine. I feel like one of the most life-changing things about your program and like what has really stuck with me is just that I'm worth it. Like I just got to a point where I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't going to the gym. And if I was, if I was exercising, it was like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. Like, but my kids would interrupt me. And like, I had a hard time asking, you know, my husband at the time for help and other people in my life for help. And so really like just giving myself permission that like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to be selfish with your time. That really is what changed my life, like in a lot of ways. That's makes me so seriously, like I get chills when you talk about it. It makes me so happy. And I, and I really feel like you, you have figured that out. Like you're there. What's yeah. cool about that when you do start to really value yourself and act like it, because those are two different things, right? We can think that we value ourselves and value ourselves in a lot of ways and not act like it. Right. And acting like it is pretty terrifying. Like yeah. that's where you really have to take those scary steps of asking for help and, you know, really believing that you're worth it. I feel like once you get there, you don't go back. You have moments yeah. where you stumble into the old ways, right? Like where you get afraid to take care of yourself. But it's like once you've kind of figured that out and you believe it, you kind of have this knowing going forward that I am worth it and I can do these things. And I feel like when you do one thing, So for you, we talked a lot about going to the gym and we talked about like your guilt, like taking the kids to the the gym daycare, like you had a little bit of guilt about that Mm -hmm. or, you know, asking then at the time your husband for help, like we were talking about those kinds of things and you started to do it. You started to baby step into it. I remember like in the very, in the beginning you were baby stepping into it. And when we start to do it, we get these feelings of like, it feels so good. Like those first few times Mm -hmm. you do it, you're like, wow, I did that, even though it's hard and you don't want to do it. And then those feelings create a positive cycle where we will then be more brave for the next thing that comes up that we need to do for ourselves. Yeah. 
which I've seen you do that too. Yeah. Well, and I feel like with me, like I was even thinking about this, like on my drive over here, is that like one thing that's really hard to kind of move past. Like I know that, and I know you can relate to this as well, but like being a people pleaser. Yes. I grew up, my mom is like the, I mean, I love my mom. My mom's great. She's amazing. But like she is she's just a people pleaser. And I saw that growing up. And like, I think in some ways it can be good, but you have to know like where the line is. And so when I first started doing things for myself, I, I sort of felt selfish. Yeah. Like just selfish that like I was taking time and that I was putting my, my kids are already in daycare because I work full time. And then I was putting them in daycare even more because I needed to go to the, or I wanted to go to the gym and like take care of myself physically and mentally. So it it did feel selfish, but I've been doing that for over a year now, like consistently. And like, I truly feel like I'm like the happiest I've ever been just taking care of myself. It makes you a better mom. The cliche is true. When you take care of yourself, it makes you a better mom. That is very, very real. And I don't think that's the reason we should be doing it. We should just be doing it for ourselves, but it is like a side effect of it. it. It really does become true. And the selfish thing is so hard. Because as women, our society has taught us that our value and our worth comes from what we look like and serving all those around yeah. us, right? Yep. And I'm generalizing, but for the most part, that's what we have, have been taught. And so when we are, instead of serving all those around us, we're actually inconveniencing somebody else potentially to mm-hmm. do what we need to do for ourselves. Our brain, our subconscious mind thinks that we're not a valuable human anymore because we've been taught so deeply that our value comes from serving all those around us, not having them help or serve us. Right. And that mindset shift is so difficult. Yeah. But when we get the courage to do it, it leads us to the most amazing, exciting life. Now, the most amazing, exciting life, I don't want to do toxic positivity. That doesn't feel good and happy all the time. No. Like, and I was just no, going to say that. Like I was going to say, I still fall into that Not at all. Yeah. Of like the yeah. guilt, yes. feeling selfish. Exactly. And like, I still fall into yes. that, but I know- You have tools. Yes. I have the tools. Yes, exactly. exactly. You have the tools. And so I just think that is like, it's a massive difference and it's a massive shift and it changed my life. And it's so like amazing seeing it change your life yeah. and seeing you, you know, your Instagram account grow and these products that you're doing. Yeah. It's like, ah, just, it's so, it's just so exciting. This is like what I love. Yeah. I'm like a nerd about it. I'm yeah. so, like I geek out about it. I'm so I love excited. that though. So, yeah. okay. So tell me a little bit, tell me, let's talk a little bit more. Cause that was going to be the next question is like, if you can share some of the ways that the program changed your life. And I love it. If you can share it almost in a way of like, okay, this is, this was the struggle and then this is what I changed almost as like advice for somebody listening who maybe is stuck in the same way. But like, so value and worth, that that is a huge one. And that is what's at the core mm-hmm. of the working mom happiness method is that you don't have to earn your value as a human. You are right. just valuable because you are yeah. a human, right? Yeah. So was there anything else that came from that that you think would be helpful for the listeners to hear. Yeah, I mean, going back to just the the gym thing. So, um, and and just like me being worth it. Yeah. So one thing that was kind of challenging was like, I th- I feel like for me is like also like the abundance mindset. Uh-huh. Um, and just like you're worth it, and if you can afford something, and you want to do something, like you need to give yourself permission to do it. And I feel like often as moms, we do put ourselves last. We don't splurge on ourselves. Like yeah. when we go and buy our kids new clothes, like we're you know wearing the same leggings and t-shirt that we've been wearing for the last like six years that, you know what I mean? But like, you're worth it. Like you deserve 
to go get that gym membership and take time for yourself or buy yourself some new outfits. And so kind of getting over that was really impactful for me. And then also just the morning routine. Mm -hmm. And I got to be honest with you, like I have kind of been slipping on the morning routine. It is hard. You have a lot going on. Yeah, Yeah. but it's hard. Like one of the biggest things is like, don't look at your phone first thing in the morning. That is such a hard habit to break. I catch myself. I'll be good for like a few weeks. And then I I don't know. (laughs) I teach it. And I will still catch myself sometimes doing it. Yeah. I think the win though is in that you're you're conscious about it. Yeah. And you're not doing it every single day, right? Yeah. You're slipping, but you're not doing it every single day. Yeah. So I need to break that habit again. <laughs> I absolutely love that. So let's talk about the abundance mindset a okay. little bit more. So I can remember one of the first things that you and I talked about was dinner. Could you spend a little yes. bit m- more? And I think yeah. you ended up doing like a HelloFresh or, or uh-huh. something like that. And yeah, yep. they're they're not cheap. I mean, yeah. they're not. It's cheaper to go to the grocery store and plan it out that way. But I remember you started with that, which I felt like was a really cool baby step for you because I want to say then you went to maybe like hiring a cleaning company to help with cleaning the house. Like, So talk a little bit about that. Was that pretty scary for you or was it okay? I mean, it was scary because I could afford to do those things. And and you talk a lot about that in your program that like, like if you truly cannot afford it, like definitely don't do that. But I could afford to, to go out and get HelloFresh. That is like the meal service that I use. And then hiring a cleaning company to come and clean my house. Because even though I could do those things, like my time is worth, my mental energy is worth, you know, spending money on those things. So yeah, so we did the HelloFresh. I loved that. I still have a cleaning company that comes to my house twice a month now. And so I think just figuring out a way to like make that work has really been life-changing for me. Giving myself permission that it's okay and I'm worth it. And like my time is valuable and I don't have to do everything myself. Yes, Um, exactly. Yes, that was very helpful. Even if it just frees up time for you to do, watch a show or do, yeah, it doesn't have to be that you're, because I feel like we try to put these expectations on ourselves that, oh, if I'm going to spend money on a cleaning company to free up my time, then I better be using my time like super productively. And yeah. no, that can be literally just free to get downtime, which we yeah. need. Well, not, uh, uh, yeah, moms like get very little downtime. Exactly. And I know even if I just spent 30 minutes or 45 minutes like watching just, you know, The Real Housewives or whatever, which yeah. is like my favorite right now. Me too. Um, like I feel energized after. <laughs> I feel like we need to almost start talking about The Real Housewives. I know, I'm like, I know. we could oh go gosh, so, we reunion. Can, yeah, so we good. could divert so, yeah, we could talk forever on that was the best. Oh my but, gosh. <laughs> um, no, it, it is like, like even if it is you're asking for help or paying for help to watch The Real Housewives, Yeah, that's amazing. And that's going to help your brain function better at your job and in your business. And like, we really do need that downtime. And I know a lot of us struggle with once we start, once we sit down and have the downtime, we get guilty because we start thinking about all the the times we should, like I'm doing air quotes for should, because I think should is a terrible word in a lot of ways. Yeah, We start thinking about all the things we should do, but that downtime is something you should do. Like to use a should, that's like Mm -hmm. a good for you thing. Like it makes your brain more productive in the ways you want it to be, whether that's quality time with your kids later or at work or with in a relationship, whatever it is. So I absolutely love that. And I want to talk a little bit more about the daycare thing because I remember, and and I know you actually get quite a bit of hate type messages about 
like people say, oh, you're never with your kids. Like you're, right. or somebody else is raising your kids yeah. is like a common one that I know you've shared on your Instagram yeah. that you get these messages. And you and I sat down and we counted the hours in a yeah. week, the waking hours, because mm-hmm. obviously they're asleep, you're right. asleep, you're not spending the time with your kids, but nobody is. Right. Um, and then we counted the, the waking hours and we counted how much of it they were at daycare and how much of it they weren't. Yeah. And it's actually less than half like yeah. that they're at daycare. Yeah. And I loved that we did that. And did that, was that a little bit helpful? with some of the the guilt that comes up about that. Yeah, I yeah. remember doing that exercise with you and actually created a video. It's been about probably a year where I, I actually because video. I got a yeah. comment on it and so I like wrote it down yeah. because of that exercise that I did with you. And even like the moms that work even longer hours yes. than I do or you know, maybe they work an evening shift instead of like they work dif- just different hours. Yeah. At the end of the day, like you are still that child's parent. You are the one who is taking care of them. You are the one who is raising them. You are the one who is caring for them, providing for them. You are the one who is doing all the things, taking sick days when when the child is sick, taking them to their appointments, making the decisions, you know, for their schools. Like you are their parent. You are still or you are still raising that child. And like, what's so funny to me is that literally no one says that to a dad. Yes, exactly. No one says to working dads, you are not raising your right. child. Or how do you feel that your wife is at home raising your child and you're not, or someone, you know what I mean? And also it's like, does that only apply until like when they're in daycare and then once they go to school full-time when they're in kindergarten, right. then all of a sudden, like that's a non-issue. Like it just, it's not logical and it isn't. I'm getting fired up. <laughs> no, I'm so glad. I yeah. love that you're fired up. It's yeah. because one of the best ways to fight mom guilt is with logic right? Yeah. Because a lot of the guilt is not logical. And I'm not judging anybody for having guilt. I have mom guilt. You have mom guilt. It's a a real thing. I'm not saying, oh, it's illogical, so don't do it. But one of the tools to help with mom guilt is logic. And what you just said is so beautiful and so well said. Dads are dads, even though they're spending... I'm in a stereotype here, but for the most part, less time with the kids than moms are. And that's a stereotype that's just sort of true. And there's, it's still that person's dad and nobody's saying, oh, you're not the one raising your kid. Right. Somebody else is raising your kid. Like it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. But you're right. Even for those moms who maybe the hours in daycare is more than half of the time. Yours right. yours was less than half, but yep. maybe some, some moms, it's more than half the time. You are their parent. Like that's who you are. Yeah. And the influence that you have is going to be much greater than anybody at daycare. Also, I think there are some benefits to kids understanding how to be with other kids and, you know, uh, how to be with other adults and it prepares them for school. And, you know, I think there are a lot of advantages as well that people don't talk about too. Yeah. It builds up their immunity. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) Actually, my kids have not even been sick this year. They've been in daycare like since they were one, well, one and two years old. I don't know what's going on, but they haven't been sick this entire year. But every year prior was like every two weeks they were finding something and I'm like, is this the moment? You do hit that (laughs) That their like immunity is like starting to be good. You do. You do. Because my, you know, mine are twelve and fifteen, yeah. and, and we're at this stage now where they just get sick pretty much when they go back to school, mm. and then like maybe after the holidays, right? Yeah. But it's not that constant. It's it's such a game changer. I know. So see, yeah. you got there, I know, there faster go. than I know, some, which is which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I just I loved the work that we did on that, and I loved the videos, the video yeah. that you shared and created, and how you talk about that on yeah. your account. One other thing I want to say about that though too is that like you are not replaceable to your child. Right. Your child may be around their teacher more hours in a day um, or or so forth. But like at the end of the day, you're still their parent. That child, your child will choose you. Exactly. You are their safe place. 
And it takes a village. You need, like in today's day and age, like everyone is so busy with their lives and work and you can't always rely on other people. Sometimes you have to go out and get daycare, like in order to take care of yourself or work or whatever. Like it takes a village. Like it's not one person that has to do it all. So absolutely. 100%. Thank you for sharing that and talking about it. I think it's just so incredibly important and so many struggle with that guilt there. So, okay. uh, Let's see. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that was a big change for you that came from the program? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's there's so much in it. Um, and that was I mean, a lot. Mom, so I'm not saying like you have to. I just, it's yeah, more no, you had any I'm trying to think through. I know like the mom guilt thing, and that's something that I still struggle with like to this day, but I think just kind of changing like you're trying to change your mindset or like remind yourself of like that you know, mom guilt is normal, but you're still a good mom at the end of the day type of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else, but I can't think of anything else that really stuck out, but there's so many different things in the program that, oh, the other thing that really helped me, sorry, I just had an idea. Oh no, go, like yeah, that's great. So um, the other thing that was really helpful was just, we kind of already talked about this, but like asking for help or like the division of labor yep. within the home um, between partners, because I think that a lot of women, myself included, kind of get stuck into just very naturally when you become a mother, like you take on all the things. Yep. And I'm sure there's a, a like a lot of different reasons for that. I know for myself, my mom was a stay-at-home mom of six kids, like yes. very traditional family, very traditional upbringing. Um, we have some religious background um, growing up as well. And so I just, I think that I just saw that and I just subconsciously did all the things that my mom yes. was doing. Right. And we just fell into like these very traditional roles. And, you know, even though I was also working full time, whereas like with my mom, she was a stay at home mom. And I think the logic behind that, and this is like a whole other conversation, but is like, okay, like the dad goes to work. That makes sense. He, he makes the money. He like pays the bills. Yeah. And the mom is at home and she cares for the kids and takes care of the home. Not to say that that's right. That's again, a whole other conversation. It's what you saw. It's what but it's what I saw, yeah. mm-hmm. and then now I'm I'm like a first generation working mom. Right. I have these kids, and really, when I had two kids, the first one I could like manage it. When I ha- when I had my second, and I went back to work, I was like, this is just so much. Like this is too much, yeah. and those are really hard conversations to have with a partner, and, yes. and really uncomfortable. And it's I don't think it's really anyone's fault. Right. My relationship wasn't anyone's fault; it just happened naturally. Yes. But that was one thing that really helped as well. Yeah, it's and and in a lot of cases, most cases, our if we're with a male spouse, right? Our yeah. spouse saw their dad going off to work and then not doing a lot around the house. Right. That was certainly the yeah. case with me and my husband as well. And what happens with our society and this is so incredibly important to understand why this phenomenon happens. So our society as we already said it teaches us as women that our value comes from what we look like and serving all those around us and very specifically taking care of our household like serving our family members right yeah. taking care of our kids taking care of our husband which I hate even saying that it's like yeah. gag but but yeah that's it what happens, like society so. <laughs> teaches us. And society teaches men again generalization but it's true for the most part that their value and worth comes comes from going to work and earning money to support the family, right? And first of all, that's all BS. None of our value comes from that. We are valuable just because we're humans, right? Right. Um, But that's what society has literally brainwashed, subconscious programming our brains to believe. So when a man goes to work, he's moving towards his value, 
That's what society taught him his value comes Mm -hmm. from. So his subconscious brain isn't fighting him every day when he gets up to go to work because his subconscious is like, we're rocking it. This is what makes us valuable as a human. Let's go to work, right? It's great. That's why they don't have, usually, some men do, but typically they don't have guilt from leaving the kids to go to work because they're going towards their value, right? When we get up and go to work, we're moving away from what our subconscious has been trained is our value. And that's where the guilt comes from because our brain thinks we're going to die because we don't have value, right? That's the the survival brain. (laughs) literally thinks the tribe's going to kick us out and we're going to die like it's cave person days, right? So that's what creates a guilt for us moving away from the home and away from our kids. And it's not true because our survival brain, we don't need it anymore. We don't need the tribe to survive. We can go to the grocery store. Like we don't have to hunt and gather our food. Knowing that is huge because you can logic, you can use a little bit of logic. Doesn't make it magically go away, but you can use a little bit of logic. So what, what happens, and this has been studied, is that we as women tend to overcompensate when we go to work around the house because we we're, feel like we're not valuable, so then we have to like overperform. Yeah. And that's why, and you, you see this in Rachel Rogers' book, We Should All Be Millionaires, she references a study that shows that women who make more money, like the more money you make at work, the more they're doing around the house. I know. Isn't that Isn't crazy? That crazy? I was, yeah. Yeah. I cannot believe that. It's that wild. That study is like, it just, it's not logical at all. It's wild. Yeah. But it's because when it, typically when you're making more money, you're spending more time at work. You're ha- you right. have like more hours or maybe it's a bigger job or whatever it is. And so you're having to overcompensate at you, home. Yeah, you feel or like maybe you if you're to. making more than your spouse, you feel bad that you're making more than your spouse because society has taught us that's not, you know, right. And yeah. or maybe your spouse is giving you a hard time about that. Like it's all there's a whole messed up thing. It affects us. Yeah. It affects us. And I think that's huge. So I mean, we could do a whole nother hour on like how to speak to your male partner about yeah. help because the biggest issue that I come across in the women that I work with and in my relationship is that we don't realize that when we ask our husbands for help around the house, like maybe it's doing the dishes for for a specific example, that when we've asked him a thousand times in our 10-year relationship or whatever, and he doesn't do it, it makes us feel like unloved. Right. It makes us feel like he doesn't love us. Mm -hmm. And we don't consciously really maybe realize that because it sounds stupid. It sounds stupid to say, I feel like you don't love me because you won't do the dishes. Right. And if you say that, he's going to say it's stupid. He's going to be like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. How could you think I don't love you because I don't do the dishes? I do all these other things, Mm, right? But it's the asking, 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 not receiving over and over and over again that in our deep subconscious makes us feel unloved. And so we have to start sharing it with them in that way. And it sounds dramatic, so it's terrifying. But what's interesting is a lot of guys will will finally hear it when you say it in that way, but they'll resist it first because they'll say it's stupid. Yeah. And so it's really hard to push through that. Yeah. Well, it sounds, I mean, when you say it out loud, it does sound silly, but it's so real. And I think that so many women can relate to that. And it's also like this thing of like, you just feel like a nag and then you naturally become, and it feels like you're in this dynamic where like, it's a mother child relationship. Exactly. So easy for that to happen. And I mean, no one likes that. Exactly. You know, the male partner, he doesn't want that either. That's exactly right. So if this is, if you're listening and this is resonating with you, I have three or four episodes on relationships. Yeah. Um, 
in the podcast. So go back and find those. I don't remember what number it is, but I go really deep on that. And, yeah. and you and I spent quite a bit of time on that too, which was good. Yeah. So. Okay. Two more questions okay. before we wrap up. Okay. Um, but I do, I, I you have another thing. Okay. Yeah, go, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Taking no, me a minute for like the juice. I don't want to rush you. You go. Yeah, <laughs> okay. you go. Absolutely. So the other thing that I feel like was really life changing. So it was like actually sitting down with you and having you walk through like my schedule with me. Yes. And I know that sounds like so silly because I'm, a, it doesn't I, I'm like an intelligent person. I yeah, very absolutely. ambitious. Yes. Like I am, I love schedules. I love organization, but it felt very overwhelming for me to like go through um, my schedule. So I remember we had a meeting and I'm like, I literally need you to like yes. walk me through like these hours. That was so incredibly helpful. And then also just like your best life master plan and going through like when you're going to do like the grocery shopping yeah. and really like scheduling out that time and, and trying to stay consistent with it as much as possible was also very life-changing for me. Amazing. Yeah. So for those of you listening who haven't heard the whole podcast, the best life master plan is free. Yeah. If you start back in the first episode, it'll walk you through how to fill it out. It'll tell you where to get the free template for it. Um, and it really does lay out your life. Yeah. It does. It lays out your life from your goals and dreams all the way through to like, what is your weekly, how many times you want to go grocery right. shopping, do yard work, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I'm so glad that helped. That's it was awesome. so helpful. I love that. And I just loved like you walking me through it. Yeah. Well, I don't think, step. I don't think that seems silly. And, and I think that there was a lot of validation there because yes. I, when I saw it, I was like, you can't sustain this. I, I remember yeah. saying that to I'm you. I'm like, like, are you sure? I feel like everyone else is doing like more than me. <laughs> nobody's doing more than you, first of all, but we always feel that way because of social media, right? It always right. seems like people yeah. are doing more. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember just saying like, you can't live this way. Like this is going to get you, like it's going to get you somehow, whether yeah. it's a complete meltdown, not functioning, true burnout. Well, yeah. you, you were pretty close to that. You were pretty close to true burnout, I oh, think. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, if yeah. not in it. I mean, yeah. or it can manifest in sickness, too, you know, in yeah. your body. And and so it's so good that you have been working on that. And I know it's still something you work on. And, yeah. and you know, and we all struggle with it, but it's having the tools and working on it. So that's awesome. So thanks yeah. for sharing that. Yes. <laughs> okay. You've given a lot of advice already, even in things that you shared. But I'm wondering, like, if there's... Not if, there are, so that there are women listening to this right now who are overwhelmed and exhausted every day and yep. trying to do all the things. So I'm wondering if there's like um like a bigger piece of advice that you would give to them that's I mean, I know it's deep and there's a I lot know. We well, about it's it, I'm trying to I'm like thinking right now, I'm like, oh, if I could just like narrow it down to like one or two things, like what would be like the biggest piece of advice? I mean, my biggest piece of advice, like you've got to offload something yes. from your plate. Yes. Like I think when it, when you really like drill down into it, like that is like the number one thing that you can do. So yes. whether that's like if you have a partner or spouse offloading some of those tasks to yeah. them and really asking for what you need and yeah. holding them accountable to that, yes. like your relationship really is dependent on that or a lot of your relationship is dependent on that partnership. Yes. So asking for what you need and then also if you need to go out and like get the HelloFresh meals or the, you know, whatever, like to make your life easier, pay for the Walmart yeah. delivery or, you know, you are worth it. Yes. Like you deserve to have those conveniences in our life. Like our life is only getting busier as time goes on. Right. So even if like our mom, you know, was able to do all those things, like our life is just busier and you are worth it. It's okay to spend money on those things. You just cannot do it all. Yes. 
Thank you for sharing that. It's so interesting because I was just interviewing Kelly on the podcast. We recorded that yesterday. She literally said the same thing for her advice. Well, she said it takes a village, like use your community, rely on your community. And you're taking that even a step further, pay for help, ask for help, ask for help, pay for help. If you don't have a spouse, ask family. If you don't have family nearby, ask that neighbor who's always asking you to help that you think I would never do that because I would never inconvenience them. Like people mean it when they say it. It's it's not easy to do. I agree. But people mean it when they say it. And one of the most important quotes that I feel like I play on a broken record is, it's okay to upset, disappoint, or inconvenience somebody you care about if your intention is to take care of your own health. Yeah, And health equals all the healths, right? Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Yeah. If you need a break... Or you need to go to the gym. Ask somebody for help. Like yeah. it's, and I, I'm not. I don't want that to come across in, in an is it's easy or in a judgy way. It's not easy, but you are worth it. And when you start to act like you're worth it and do those things, it changes your life. So yeah. I love that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then um, the last question. Okay. <laughs> what is your own personal definition of happiness? Oh, oh man. Because this is the working mom happiness method. Yeah. I feel like it's doing things that you enjoy. Yes. Like finding what your purpose is and really living true to that and just being authentic to yourself. Yes. Your values. Spending your time in ways that align with your values and how you want to spend your time Yes, versus what society taught you or even your parents taught you or your church taught you. Right. Or just being self-sacrificing to your kids. It's so easy to just give your full self to your partner and your kids. And it's like, you're still human at the end of the day. Like you have needs and wants and finding what that is. And I know it's hard. It is so hard. It is so hard. Yeah. It's scary. It's so hard. And and it doesn't mean that you're not a good mom. Like you are still a human being. You need to take care of yourself. Find what you are passionate about what you love doing, refill your cup, you will show up as a better parent, a better partner, a better person. You will just elude life. Amazing. And even if you just bring it in in tiny ways in the beginning, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. It doesn't have to be anything that's like, I'm spending, you know, all this time doing it. Just yeah. being small. Ways. You don't have to quit your job. You no. don't have you yeah. might eventually, like maybe yeah. you're not in the right job and you learn that eventually and you leave it, but like you can do it in small ways. And you are such a beautiful example of that no. because as you started with your Instagram account, you started realizing your passion was connecting with these women in, yeah. in this way. And you had to do it in small chunks because you had a you have a full-time job. You right. still have a full-time job. So you're doing it in these sort of like pockets of your time. Right. And it brings so much joy. That even if you're in a rut in your job, if you find something that brings you joy and you do a little bit of it on the side, it can even help energize that. Like yeah. it's really wild how it kind of spreads once you start yeah. doing it. Well, and yeah. I feel like that's the only reason I've been able to like do social media and post on, you know, consistently for three years, like I have, is because I care about it and yes. I'm passionate about it. It actually refills my cup. Yes. Um, because it is a, it is a lot of work at the end of the day on top of my corporate job. Yes. But like it just like fuels my passion yes. and I'm, it's something that, yeah, I'm proud of. I'm passionate about, I'm never going to stop. So yeah. And I think it's important to tell the women listening that when you chase your passion, it doesn't feel easy and good all the time. No. Like, like you have to yeah. overcome huge fears to put yeah. yourself out there like that. And, and maybe obviously like not everybody's passion is going to be posting on social, right? but whatever it is, you're not doing it. You haven't been doing it because it's scary, most yeah. likely. We have to get past the judgment. And even if, like you said, you're, it doesn't have to be posting on social media, but let's say that you want to be an artist right. or something like there might be some people that have like a judgment yes. against that because, you know, is that a real job or like whatever yes, it is, judgment. but it's like, if that's what 
fills your cup, what brings you joy. Like this is your life. You get to decide what that is. But yeah, just getting find a way. You first have to just like get rid of the judgment and just be okay with people maybe not agreeing with what you're doing or judging you or whispering, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be willing to do the hard things that allow you to do it. I know for you, you don't always love the act of creating your video. You don't always love how many takes it takes or, you know, um, or if I'm really stressed out, like with something or I'm not, it doesn't come across the way that I wanted it to. Right. That's, those are the hard parts of doing your passion. And I think sometimes society or movement movies or whatever, or watching the Kardashians or whatever it is. I love the Kardashians. I do too. I really do. (laughs) Like we got to talk about that. (laughs) It makes us think that like, okay, well, pursuing a passion should feel really fun and easy all the time, but it doesn't. It feels like Mm. work in ways, but the reward you get from doing it because it aligns with your values makes it worth it and is energizing on the back end, which is like so amazing. So, okay. Thank you so much. I love that. Okay. So tell everybody where they can find you. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. My handle's the same on all of them. It's honestly.caitlin. I also have podcasts. It's called I Didn't Sign Up For This. That is the handle, just I Didn't Sign Up For This. It's all linked in my Instagram. Um, And then also my company name is called On Your Way. Um, And so my products will be launching in like two two or three months. The planner's going to come out first. Um, We're just getting the sample. And then once I sign off on the sample, we'll make the order and then it will be available. So definitely go check me out over there. Follow me and then just get updates that way. Awesome. Okay, good. And we'll put all that in the show notes too. So people want to go find you, they can click and, and they can find you. But thanks for taking the time. And it's just been so great getting to know you and becoming friends. And it's like, why Instagram's cool? Because we met there. And it's so, yeah, it's so fun. So thank you everybody for listening. And just a reminder that we have now moved the working mom happiness method into companies. So if you're listening to this and you want to take it, you can take it in the podcast. It's totally free. You just listen starting in episode one. But if you want to take it where you're interacting with me live every week and a group of women, it's so cool to take it in a group. Um, And you think your company might be interested in running that for their working mom employees, just reach out to me. You can do that in the show notes. So thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Working Mom Happiness Method. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with others who might benefit from listening. For show notes or to enroll in the Working Mom Happiness Method coaching courses, visit www.womensbestlifeuniversity.com.